So belief. Oh my gosh, I could spend the rest of the time, and I might actually, talking about the fact that we have to believe. That really is our assignment. It's not in the works. We're gonna talk about faith without works is dead, but it's not, it's not about the works of flesh. It's about the works of faith. So it really starts with belief. So how do I get from hope to faith? The word of God is the way. It's how you get from hope to faith. We talked about that. So now, how do we look at the word of God? I want us to look at the word of God like it's a seed. It's a seed that produces faith. Romans 10 and 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when I hear the word of God, as I'm reading the word of God, as I listen to the word of God, as I speak the word of God, then that, is, that word is a seed that it produces faith. And this faith that it produces will lead me to receive, to not even to receive, to take hold of what's available to me. So from this scripture, when we plant the word of God in us through hearing, it produces faith, right? Faith cometh by hearing, hearing from the word of God. Mark 4, 14 says, the sower sows the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation. So again, I love that Mark 4, when Jesus is talking and he's talking about the parable of the seeds, he's referring to the word of God, how we can hear the word of God and it can fall on different types of soil. I don't know about you, but I want to be good soil because when the word of God is planted in me, it produces faith. That's what it produces. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if someone is hearing the word or they're reading the word and they're not reading it with the mindset of this is my medicine or this is my seed, then that seed is gonna fall on what? Thorny ground. It's gonna fall on hard soil. It's gonna, there's gonna be issues in life that try to steal it. And you know, they'll hear it, they'll have joy, excitement, and then something will happen and then it's gone right? Because it wasn't read like it was my medicine, like it's my food, it's my nourishment. You know, you think about, uh, you think about apples and fruits or, you know, they, they have seeds, right? And those seeds, what do they produce? They produce nourishment. That's what the word of God does. Ah, it's so good. I didn't think about that before, but it's so good. So the word of God produces nourishment for my spirit, which as my spirit continues to grow and my, my spirit's perfect, but as it continues to be built in faith, it will affect my soul, which will then affect my body. Okay, so how do we get from faith now to manifestation? Well, faith must be activated and complete. So I hear this word of God and it produces the faith in me, but that, that's, not, that's not where it stops. That's not where it stops. Actually, James 2.22 calls it incomplete. It says, you see that his faith, he's talking about Abraham, his faith was working together with his works. And as a result of the works, his faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. So I read the word 
and I receive, I'm, well, I receive the faith. I, the faith is growing in me. It's being produced in me. And if I just sit on it, then is it complete? According to James 2, it's not complete. Complete faith must also produce works of faith. Now, I'm calling it works of faith just so I can make sure it's easy for me to be clear that I'm not talking about works of the flesh. And sharing a personal testimony of mine in this area is as I was learning and as I'm learning about walking this, the law of faith, understanding the law of faith, right? And understanding how it works. This, this is the system, the principles that God has in place for us to possess and hold on to the things that God has for us. And so I was excited about it. And I'm like, yes, I have faith. I really believe that healing is my portion. I really believe that I am healed. And then I found myself trying to figure out, according to James 2, well, then what can I do? What can I do to show that I have faith? It don't work like that. It don't work like that. When it's real faith. So again, when I read the word and I continue to renew my mind and I continue to build the faith within me, the spirit within me will tell me what to do. And it won't be something that came from my flesh. It will be faith doing what it's supposed to do, being active, expressing itself. I think we're going to talk about that in a, a minute from Galatians 5, 6. It's a super, because again, the, the spirit, the flesh cannot, con, not, I'm sorry, the flesh cannot convey the things of the spirit. So here I am thinking in my flesh, in my soul, what can I do based off of what I'm reading, but the thing that I'm hoping for can only be manifested through the spirit. So it has to all come from the spirit. And so how does that happen? Getting in my word and letting the word of God produce this faith in me. And as my faith is produced, it's going to start producing the fruit. It's going to start leading me and guiding me and doing the things that God wants me to do that, that shows the activation of my faith and my flesh ain't going to be able to understand. Not only my flesh, but even the people around me may not understand. And may be like, okay, really? That's what you're going to do? Like, why did you do that? Or, you know, when you see somebody who's doing great things in the kingdom, you think, how do they have enough boldness to do that? Like, oh my gosh, you, you try to, you try to figure it out in your senses. Like, there's no way I would ever do. There's no way I would be able to lay my hands on somebody and they get healed. There's no way that I would have went into that jail and ministered to those people. There's That's because they weren't doing it from their flesh. It was the spirit of God leading them, anointing them, gracing them. It was the faith within them saying, I'm doing what God is calling me to do. And that faith activated, produced manifestation of miracles. That's it. That's it. So Abraham's faith was activated because it produced works. I'm sure that he, not, not, not I'm sure, I know he didn't want to kill his son. I mean, in anybody's right mind, who would want to do that? Who would, who, who? Nobody. So I look at that and I'm like, that was his faith 
activated. That was his faith producing a work and it pleased God to where God had a ram in the bush for him. But that was not, that's not logical. That, that ain't no way was flesh. I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. I believe that that was his, his faith that was activated, that had produced because he was, he had faith that God will do what he said he would do. So that's supernatural. And the results was complete faith. And he obeyed God. Why? Because he loved God. He loved God. And this is why the word of God, back to the word, is so important for us because we can't just say, oh, I love you. Now, in what world do you just say, oh, I love you? And that that changes your heart. I'm sorry. It doesn't. I mean, there's been people married 20 years and they still trying to really love somebody and they with them every single day. I mean, that 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 is to just keep saying over and over again, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yes, I love you. And then loving somebody after somebody else's relationship. Oh, they love God. So I love God. I love God. Yeah, I love God. Mm-hmm. I love God. I love God. God, I love you. God, I love you. And I'm not spending no time in your word. I'm, I'm spending time worshiping you based off of what I see in church, based off of somebody else's song that's being sang. I'm loving this feeling. I'm trying to recreate this feeling of of intimacy based off of what someone is telling me. But that's not going to produce any true love in you. That's not going to produce any faith in you. It's getting in the word, because in the word, the word is alive. It activates your faith. It produces your faith. It activates your faith. It teaches you who God is. It shows you God's love. I was reading, um, oh man, I, I think I was in Matthew, um, not too long ago, maybe the other day, a week or so ago. And I got to, I was reading about Jesus, right? And I don't know what happened. I was, I was like on the last verse and, and I'm seeing G- this is when Jesus is walking through the crowds and people were coming to him and they're touching the hem of his garment and, and they're getting healed. And, and I've, you know, I've read that. I've heard of the woman of the issue of blood and everything. But this particular day, I'm reading this scripture and I got so full of God's love. It was, it was kind of like, I, I really didn't know what was happening. To be honest, I'm like wiping my eyes and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get myself, to, I'm actually not even wiping my eyes. I'm holding my eyes and I'm like, what is, wow, what is happening? And it just became so clear that I saw the love of God through the life of Jesus in a way that I had never seen it before. And I'm thinking, God, you really love us so much that you sent Jesus here to heal the sick, to open the eyes of the blind. I mean, these are people, because of stuff that I've walked through, I have grown such a compassion for for healing, for people who are going through sickness and, and diseases and mental struggles and all of that. And I'm like, you, you love us so much that you sent your son to deliver us from that, to give to, to give healing to us, to make it available to us, not based off of anything that we have done, not based off of because we earned anything. You just want us to believe in you. That's it. And you did that. Like these people, 
it it blessed his heart to do it. It blessed your heart to do that. And it just, it just, oh my gosh. I mean, the love of God filled me so much. And that's how the word does. That's what it does. And it may not happen on day one. It may not happen on day five. It may not happen in three months. But if you keep reading the word and you keep taking it like it's your medicine, like it's your nourishment, because when you eat food, it gives you vitamins. Some certain foods give you vitamins A and E. Some give you C and D. Some give you zinc. Some give you magnesium. You know, some some give you iron. Well, the word of God is all of that. I probably missed some. What? There's K, K2, D1, D3. The word of God gives you everything you need. And I don't know about you, but if I took a vitamin, a one a day vitamin on day one, am I going to see great and mighty effects happen on day one? No. But with the word of God, he does work in the suddenlies now. I definitely do believe that. But I also believe that anything, I mean, you look at the earth. You plant a seed in the ground. It does not come up right away. It just does not. It requires certain elements, right? It requires consistency on our part. If we're going, well, if it's in the house, you got to water it, right? If it's outside, you got to prune it. You got to go out and make sure there's no weeds growing and trying to strangle it. Why do we think we're supposed to read the word of God and then things are just supposed to whoop, pop up? Right away, God created the earth and he didn't even create it like that, right? There's a process with it. So stick with it, okay? So in James 2, this scripture talks about how our Abraham's faith was activated and expressed through his love for God. He loved God. He believed God. He believed that God will do what he said he was going to do. He's telling his son, just trust God. I trust God. I trust God. So believing and confidently trusting in him produces a supernatural movement of faith. Think about that. My love for God will produce a supernatural, per, a supernatural movement, a supernatural works of faith. Galatians 5 and 6, I love this verse, reading it out of the Amplified. It says, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. So we can look at the life of Abraham and we can look at what we just read in James 2.22 and we can compare it here to Galatians 5 and 6. That's pretty much what it's saying. Because Abraham, it wasn't about circumcision or uncircumcision. You know, it was his faith, only his faith that was activated and expressed and working. It was activated because it caused him to move. It was expressed because he was going to take his son up to be, uh, to, to, um, to be sacrificed and it was working because he was about to do it. And not only was it working, but it was also working for him to where God had produced uh, uh, the, the lamb, the sacrifice for him. So his hope was, was manifested. He didn't want to kill his son. He did not want to kill his son, but he wanted to please God more. 
You know, you even think about the birthing of Isaac. Like he had hoped, he believed, he held on to it. He knew that God would do what he said he was going to do. And what did it do? It produced Isaac, okay? So this is what we can see. And that's why from this particular verse, we, what is that saying about working through love? When we abide in love, it produces active, express, and working faith. So love is the power source. That is so important. And that's why I, I said at the beginning, we're going to talk about faith, hope, and love, but we're going to focus on the hope. But you, there's no way you can talk about hope without intertwining faith and love because love is that power source. It's the thing that, that charges everything else, right? John 15 and 10 says, if you keep, this is Jesus, if you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and remained in his love. So remaining in Christ, oh, this is so good. Remaining in Christ, remaining in his love, it, it is that source, the power source that constantly is charging us. It's constantly our motive. It's constantly pushing out the negative and constantly keeping us in alignment. That love, that source remaining in Christ is key. So then the things that we do, the faith that we have, it's all flowing from this love. So the active faith, the expressed faith, the working faith is all flowing from this love that I receive as I remain in Christ. What does that do? It purifies everything that I'm doing. There's no negative mo motive. There's no deceit. There's no active bitterness. There's no, you know, selfish gain and selfish ambition. It's pure. It's pure. And the only thing that can do that is God's love. It casts out fear. There's no failure in it. It's just, it's God, God is love. It's, it's beautiful. It's pure. It's holy. It's righteous. It pleases him. You know, the faith that flows from it. It's, it is, you know, you think about, I'm not, I can't talk about electricity all like that, but all of us plug stuff into the wall, right? And so we know, and we have faith every time we plug into the wall that the source of this power ain't gonna knock me out. I'm gonna pray that when I plug in my phone that it's gonna do what it says it's gonna do, that it's pure, that it's not jacked up, that there's no water, there's not contaminated, it's not gonna blow a fuse and all this other stuff. Well, when we remain in Christ, we know that everything that I do from a place of love is going to be pure. It's, it's, it's the greatest choices, the Bible says. Love. There's faith and hope and love, but the greatest of these is love. Why? Because it is the thing that draws us to repentance. It's the thing that deals with the heart because faith can flow from a nasty heart. We can hope for things and it can flow from a nasty heart. But love, if things are flowing from love, it can't be nasty. It can't be ugly. It can't be evil. It's pure. And that's what God, and I love, 
Oh, I love John 15 because it talks about when we remain in him, you know, it, it, John 15 and seven says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, right? So the word of God is in our heart and I'm also remaining in his love. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now think about this. Why would Jesus say this so confidently unless he knew how vital and how powerful love, true love really is? Because we know that it, it cleanses and it purifies and it, it changes motives and softens hearts. And it, it, it just, oh, it's just a beautiful source. It's God. So if we remain in his love, then the things that we hope for, they're, they're going to what ask whatever you wish. You can, that's hope, right? The thing that you hope for, and it will be done for you because it's not flowing from a place of negative motive. It's not flowing from a place of selfishness. It's not flowing from a place of revenge. It is truly flowing from him. It's flowing from him. So if it's coming from him, then why would he reject him on self? That's not going to happen. He, it's, it's all him and that's what he wants, right? So remaining in God, then when I read his word and I'm remaining in his word and I'm remaining in him and I'm remaining in his love, then the thing that I hope for now, I'm going to activate my faith and I'm going to start walking in this faith that I have that is still connected to the power source of love. And I'm going to see it expressed because it's going to do it and I'm going to see it working and I'm going to see it manifested. So when we keep his commandments, we remain in his love. That's important, right? What does the word of God say? It says that if you keep my commandments and remain in me, well, what are his commandments? Well, first that the Lord, your God is one, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, knowing that they're three in one. Also love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then the second Commandment is just as important as the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love, love, love the Lord, love others. Love, remain in my love, right? And if you keep my commandments and remain in my love, then whatever I, whatever you ask, whatever you wish for, it will be given to you. We remain connected to the power source. And that is what we want. Because now when you're, when you're operating in the law of faith and you're not connected to God, you may get what you hope for. You probably will. If you really believe that that's what you're supposed to have, but you're not going to have a prosperous life. I mean, there are people who have things that they've hoped for and they are depressed still. They are not full of joy. They have no one around them to share it with. The beautiful thing about doing it God's way is it's sozo, it's wholeness. Like there's, it's a completeness. It's something that is good for your soul. It's something that, that is good for your, your heart, that is good for others. It's so much bigger than you. It's kingdom, okay? And there is no disconnection of communication when you are in God's love because it's God's love. 
The other thing I take from the scripture, um, John 15, uh, verse 7 and verse 10, is that so when we ask whatever we wish, we can ask for whatever we wish for because it's flowing from a place of love. And this love activates our faith to be expressed and to produce good works. James 2 says specifically, at least in the Amplified Bible, that it should be good works. So the only way our works can be good is if they're not coming from our flesh. The only way our works can be good is if they're not works of negative motive, a selfish motive. That's the only way. And so the only thing that can do that is a work that is flowing from love. And this faith flowing through love produces and manifests in the natural. It produces the evidence of things not seen. Why do I keep saying it produces? Because it's not about you and it's not you. It's not, it's not your power. It's the power of God. You're just walking in the authority that's given to you through these works of, of these movements of faith that you're making, but it's not about you. So that is the beautiful part of how God has designed this because we are just doing what the word of God is saying. We become vessels. And we see the word of God come to life, manifest in our lives. Again, if it's healing, right? If you are if you are dealing with sickness right now, if you remain in God's love, so that's reading his word, right? And you're reading his word. Even if you start reading his word and you think that this is, this is it, this is, I got to stay with this for the rest of my life. It's on me. Keep reading God's word. Keep reading God's word because it's your medicine, right? It's your medicine. What's going to happen? You are going to start seeing that God wants you healed. You're going to start seeing that Jesus did this just for you. He died on the cross just for you. He took the stripes just for you. He took the beatings just for you. His nails, the nails went through his hands just for you. The thorn on his head, just for you. He shed his blood just for you. You're going to read it. And what's going to happen? Love is going to start being, being uh, birthed inside of your very being. Your spirit is becoming more and more alive. And you're realizing Jesus did this just for me. He truly loves me. He really wants me healed. He really wants me healed. And from there, this faith is being produced. And then what's going to happen? The spirit within you is going to tell you whatever he tells you. I ain't going to say it because that has to come from him and you're going to do it. And then what's going to happen? You're going to see the miracle. You're going to see the healing happen because it came from the word of God. It came from you abiding in his love and remaining in him. That's how it happens. I know I took a little long to finally get here <laughs> well, because I really wanted to break it down. But that's how it happens. Faith, genuine, active faith will bring things hoped for to reality. Genuine, active faith. Genuine, active faith. It can't be fake faith. It can't be faith based off of fear. It can't be faith based off of what your pastor says and what you always heard your mama say. And, you know, it can't, that, that, no. This faith can only be produced by the word of God. This faith can only flow from 
true love, the true love of God, the love that you have for God and the love that God has for you. It has to flow from there. If you're trying to make faith, you know, grow and produce and flow from anywhere else, it's not complete because it won't do what only it can do in the spirit. It just can't. We can, we have become great as people, as humans, as, you know, as we are, we are really good at trying to um, uh, copy or what's the word, um, manipulate something. We're really good at, at making a false impression of something. There's a word that I'm trying to think of right now and I can't think of it, but you know, we are good at that and we are really good at making something look a certain way and not have any roots. Well, this, this faith, think about the fruits of the spirit. What? Love, faith. These things have to be produced by the spirit. It cannot be produced by works because works don't work. It just doesn't. It has to be produced by the spirit.